listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Happy New Year. Yes, yes, I echo that. Happy New Year, everybody, to all our podcast uh, people. We had our feedback show last week that's where we also wish them Happy New Year. So if you are overlapping, you've got it twice now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there'll be a lot of people listening to podcasts that wouldn't have heard the feedback show. So, yes, Happy New Year. And uh, as Steve and I were saying last week, this is going to be a cracking year. Uh, we know from the projects, more or less... We've got a whole, well, we've got certainly a good few months worth of fantastic projects for you. And, uh, and we're going to do a few more, aren't we, Steve? We're going we're yeah. to bash out a few more. Yep, absolutely. Now. So get ready for an onslaught. <laughs> that's the word I would use. Was it? Yeah, that's the same. That's what I'd say. Ready for an onslaught. Because there is going to be a lot of projects coming your way and, and stunners as well. We've just done put up two uh double whammy to start the year off yes, two landscapes yes. as we've had a lot of animals so now yeah, we're gonna have some and, uh, and i i people might be wondering why that thames barge has uh, surfaced again because that was one of my old starter packs many many years ago i can't even remember how many years ago i actually did that as a starter pack i've never done it as a video though and when we discussed it we know how popular the subject is and how the, well the pack sold it sold in hundreds and hundreds of those we sold those packs they were it was a very popular one so we thought well why not do it as a video so you've got it as video folks and it is a beginner's video if people look at it and think that's a bit simplistic for colin it is but that was the idea of it it's it is a simplistic meat um, subject and we know because I've seen many, many, many people have emailed me and showed me the pictures that they've done of the Thames barges. And that was without video. That was just on the instructions alone. Mm. Uh, and they've done a great job. So we knew that it was going to be popular. Well, it is going to be popular. And uh, so um, <clears throat> crack on with that. That's, uh, that it's, it's nice, too, because I, the water there is quite spectacular too the reflections in the water mm. and when i took the original photograph i haven't got the original photograph that went a long long time ago that i took it from um the, the water was like that it was, really it was very calm the, the water was very calm and uh, it, it was actually that so I, that reflection there is is a true one yeah yeah i mean it's it's a good example again of of how especially as beginners can understand how good the pastel pencils are you know that they, mm. if they're just picking them up for the first time and want to kind of see the effects that you can achieve especially if they're starting off um our membership site and they're starting off with the beginners and it's a really good introduction of water and um, mm. reflections um with you know not a lot um else to worry about you know no well the pencils only six pencils uh, involved in mm, that. unbelievable so, that. It is, yes, how you can you combine them, uh, the pencils together to make such a varied, you know, blue sky and water and the mm. red sails. And, but there you are. There was a discussion thread, I think, on the Facebook Pastel Pencil Artist group about coloured pencils and 
um, pastor principles, and we've talked about this loads of times on the podcast, so I don't need to go over everything, but they were having sort of a discussion backwards and forwards about the differences and uh, which one's easier and what effects can you get with each. And, and someone, I can't remember who it was, wrote a really good reply actually about how many layers it actually requires with coloured pencils to get the depth compared to how many layers it takes with the pastel pencils and mm. you know yeah, you're not saying we're not saying one's better than the other or anything it's no not not about comparing or justifying why you should do one or the other but it's just interesting like you just said there's six pencils with the pastel mm. pencils and um coloring pencils i feel like you'd need a lot more range of tones to get that kind of effect you, you would you would not only that steve when a coloring pencil is put on the paper you can't get it off it's it's well, you can, but it's very complicated to actually get rid of the colour that you've got on. Now, with pastel pencils, it doesn't work that way. The colour, once it's on the paper and blended into the paper, it can still be removed or it can be blended with another colour. So yeah. It's a much more, it's a much easier medium for a beginner to start off with. Well, we know that from experience. And... But coloured pencils, I mean, they're lovely. I've seen a lot of really, really good coloured pencil work. And it's what takes your fancy, isn't it? Mm. You've got to try everything to, to see. But without doubt, the pastel pencils. And if you were to see some of the things that I've done recently, it would blow your mind. The pastel mm. pencil responds. It's almost, it's uncanny, really. I, I can, when I have a particular project in mind, and I've got one that I'm working on at the moment, and I... I say on video, you know, this this is going to be interesting, folks. And I put one layer on, then another layer on, and very minimal amount of colours I've actually used. And the the uh, realism that came from that was stunning. Even it shocked me that I could actually get the kind of effect that I wanted so quickly, mm. so easily, mm. and uh, so lifelike. Mm. Although... When I say lifelike, you're not putting down every stroke. It's just the, the feel that the pastel pencil gives you. Mm. So, and this is what I've found over the last few months. Um, this is, I've, I've kind of pushed the boat out, and people are going to be astonished at how easily they too can, if they follow the techniques that I've used, how they too can create the same effects hmm. i think we're starting to see the rise in its popularity as well aren't we on the internet hmm. you know there's there's starting to more that's and more right. people are starting to discover the pastel pencils that's which right is, which is really promising well we've broken the back of this stigma that was attached to oh they're only pencils they're just coloring chalks you know hmm. we, we we want proper paint hmm. when they see the results that we can get with the pastel pencil which is very very Cl close to um, painting, you know, especially with the colour shaper that's come along in leaps and bounds this year. Uh, I think it's going to be a force to be reckoned with in, in the future. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, well, before we move on to some questions, a little disclaimer that uh, there is potentially three people on this podcast. Um, there's one extra oh, special yes, guest. Yes. You, I uh, introduce her then. <laughs> <laughs> she might introduce herself um <laughs> at any point um so I've, I've moved in with my girlfriend now in essex and she bought a kitten and uh, her name is harley and she is 
nearly pretty much in the next couple of days five months old and so she's a bit more like a cat now less of a kitten anyway um she's going a little bit mad so you might hear a little bell ringing um listeners backwards and forwards as she goes around in and out and chasing around the the uh the place so um you know if she if she comes right up to the mic then um you probably know because <laughs> you'll hear her you'll hear the bell jingling um it's not christmas time anymore it's not uh sleigh bells it is a kitten harley bells <laughs> harley bells yeah it's a kitten so just a little disclaimer if people go what on earth is that in the background <laughs> she is beautiful you ought to put her, uh, her one of your photographs your good photographs of her on facebook to, now now you've said that to people you know when you do the podcast yeah to say that we we also were joined by harley yeah and, live uh, guest she yeah. yes she was absolutely beautiful she really is gorgeous cat yeah and mm. um anyway just a little disclaimer going forward um, if I have to cut anything out, it's because I've had to stop her eating something that she shouldn't be eating. <laughs> Chewing the mic. Chewing the microphone, yeah. Um, uh, or I might keep it in. Never mind. So we got uh, the first uh, email today it comes from Becky. And Becky says, Dear Stephen Colin, I wish I could express fully what finding Colin's demonstrations on YouTube has meant to me. 26 years ago, I suffered an injury so severe that my life was for a long time, for a time in danger, leaving my eyesight seriously compromised. I have double vision vision residually. Previously, I'd painted for most of my life, had an art studio, taught and did commissions. All that curtailed when I had hadn't done more than a little occasional puttering over the years. In May of 2016, I saw Colin demonstrate the beginner's Jack Russell on YouTube and was blown away. In fact, after watching repeatedly, I used the line drawing modified to paint a friend's Jack Russell as a birthday gift using Prang pencils, and as that was all I had. The painting came up very well and she was ecstatic. I've since become a member and purchased the pencils. Colin, watching you paint is awesome and inspiring experiences experience since june i've painted about two dozen pictures in pastel and recently sold a commission i also now have the confidence to accept commissions to paint humans as well i credit you with giving me the ability to paint with fantastic results and i know that i do my best because of the techniques you teach i thank god for you and wish you steve and your family a wonderful 2017 sincerely becky oh thank you becky that's that was lovely i had to include that in this podcast oh, yes yes and and quite rightly too i mean that that is a message of hope for everybody an inspiration certainly that uh, you once you get down to it and it, it goes along with everything we we we've said before steve you know people uh, around the world are finding especially if you've got a little bit of a handicap you're finding the pastel pencils work brilliantly um you you We've said before with people with rheumatoid arthritis and that they they can even use the this medium, which mm. is very hard in other mediums. And uh, I, I I compliment Becky on her fortitude and um, sticking power because mm. you've got to do it. You've got once you do something like you start, you've got to stick at it, and eventually you come through. So well done. And, mm. uh, 
great. And I hope everybody listening um, will send their congratulations to her as well. Mm. And long may it rain as well. There's mm. lots, as we said, there's lots more, Becky, this uh, year. You see, the thing is, I know a lot of people like to do their own thing, and I totally agree with that. So the, the projects that we produce and we show are twofold. One is you can do the project yourself, or you can see what I do and how I tackle fur, skies, grasses, and, and whatever. Then you can adapt those techniques to your own picture. Mm. So it's twofold, really. And, and I'm conscious of that when I choose my subjects, too. I, I yeah. choose them thinking, now, this will be a great technique. The latest picture, which I'm doing now, as I, I was talking about earlier, the technique I use for getting uh, this particular effect, you're going to be staggered at how it comes alive. Now, you can adapt this to uh, all your own work as well. So, anyway, hmm. enough of that. Well, that's I proof as well. Like, yeah, with Becky saying that she watched it repeatedly and then modified it for her own, for a friend's Jack Russell, and it came out great. It's exactly, that's, that's exactly, you know, part of, partly why we have the subjects we do. Brilliant. Your latest, your latest uh, picture that uh, has gone on to the members' site is now on YouTube. Now I saw it. It's, you just launched it, haven't you? Mm. Just released it um, ten minutes or so ago, and it shows the leaf. Now, this is great because people are thinking, "Well, I don't necessarily want to do that picture, but oh, wow, look how Colin can create the leaf leafage mm. on a tree," uh, and. It's such a, a lovely effect. Now you could you could put that into any one of your landscapes. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the same techniques. It's what you're learning. Yes, it's the techniques. Yeah, mm. application. Mm. Brilliant. Thanks, Becky, for sharing. Um, the next one comes from Mella. I think I'm saying that name, pronouncing it right. Um, hi, Colin. I've been listening to your podcasts and reading your blogs. You often said you use the sand-coloured pastel paper. I am doing dogs and cats and have only found pads off-white off white and cream. Would I need to adjust my colours or would the colours you have listed work okay? I am new to pastel paper. Another question, if I were to use a canvas, could I paint a coating of sand colour before I begin or will it lose the tooth? Thanks for all the information. I absolutely love your work and site. Right. Well, shall we deal with the first one? Because yeah. uh, this was one of the reasons why we decided to do our own paper, because people around the world were trying to get hold of the Engrais paper, and all they could get um, was the um, white and the cream. And the sand is, is hard, or the sand colour, rather, uh, is, is hard to get hold of. So we decided to do our own. And would it work as well? Not really, no. Um, I would rather you go on to uh, another, com another type of paper um, and use a colour similar to what I use rather than using the white and the cream. Mm. Because white and cream makes the pastel look dirty. And another good reason for not doing that is that we put a, use a lot of white, as you know, on uh, the sand-coloured paper. Now, it shows up on that, great. But it wouldn't show up on white or, or not even cream, it wouldn't. Mm. So you're going to struggle 
to cover the paper and have the application on the paper in readiness for the skies or uh, portraits or whatever you know you decide to do on it yeah so that's the reason we use the sand and i found the sand so successful obviously as we've said in the past if you have a dark paper then that dark color will influence the pastel so it's best to stick to the colors around about the colors that i use mm. so that's i would say don't do that <clears throat> now second that was interesting this uh, canvas i've not tried it mella so if you want to ever go great and let us know but I, I do have my reservations about canvas however if you paint it on and make sure it dries you'd have to paint it with a probably with acrylic i would think Mm. if you were going to do that, because I don't think it would take watercolour, so you'd have to use an acrylic paint. And you could use um, a sort of a sandy colour, um, a fawny colour, mix a fawny colour up and uh, apply that and try it. I don't think it would lose the tooth because the paint would absorb into the canvas and uh, mm. you'll find you'll, you'll get uh, a decent tooth. But I've not tried it, so I can't give you any um, first-hand knowledge of that. Wouldn't soft pastel work a little bit better for canvas? Probably. Because it's mm. a little bit more waxy. Mm. I don't know, Steve. You, stick, I wouldn't do it myself at all. No. Ever. So, <laughs> you know, um, mm. people have got to try things and, and see whether it, they can pull it off. I mean, mm. canvases are quite cheap. You can get them quite reasonable now. They're not expensive. I'd get a small one. Yeah. And, if you're going to do it and then try it that way but don't use oil whatever you do don't use oil because it'll never dry uh, but it'd have to be either acrylic or if uh, at a pinch watercolor but mm. i mean you could argue you see that why do that when you have um white uh, ongre paper for instance you could w wash that in acrylic paint or watercolor paint and then paint on top of it yeah you could do that I mean, I've, I've done that, as people know. If they've seen my watercolour and pastel work, they, they know that that can actually be done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you've washed it and then gone over it. Yeah, yeah. It's the wash business that would worry me because you're going to immediately you do that, you're going to have the paper crinkle up on you. Mm. If you if you stick it down all the around and uh, onto a board, then use a wash on it it should dry out and go back flat again mm. okay. which is what we did if you think steve when we were doing the um uh, the umbrellas in the uh, figures the in the mist figures in the mist that's right yeah yeah you washed it so i, I, I then so put it on top refer back to that miller because you can we've got it on the uh, the watercolor site refer back to that and i used a white uh, paper for that white watercolor paper for that oh yeah yeah, yeah. So it does it does work. Mm. But if you were just going to do pastel work, get the right paper. Get the right pencils. There's lots of different kinds of paper. Our members use all sorts of colored and, and sand and sand uh, sandpaper, you know. Uh, the only I would uh, like to mention that because we have one or two people who have mentioned sandpaper. sandpaper yeah. Now the the problem you have with sandpaper is um first of all um it's a bit rough. So you can't get the smoothness that you can get when you're using the ongre. It's a bit rough and, and ready. Now, secondly, you 
could find if you start rubbing it with your finger, you're going to end up uh, with a sore finger. You yeah, imagine? out. Yeah, well, yeah. Rub, it's just rubbing your yeah. finger on sandpaper, isn't it, basically? That's, that's what you're doing, yes. So that's another thing you've got to be careful of. So I'm, I'm not a great lover of, of the sandpaper, personally, but uh, there you are. If it, pe- people have got their own, uh, find their own way and do their own thing. Mm. Mm. Okay, great. Thanks, Mello, for that uh, question as well. We had another one that comes through on our Crafty class. Do you combine other pastel mediums with the pencils, i.e. pan pastels, soft pastel, etc.? Now, mm. well, we know about yeah. soft pastels, don't we, really? So, you know. Well, it's the same with, with anything, really. The, the pastel, you, if you use what I use, that's the pastel on grey pastel paper. Let's say you're going to use that. By mixing the pencil with soft pastel, you can't, you, you, the pastel pencil is harder and stronger than the soft pastel. So you tend, it tends to take over. It will tend to rub off the pastel that you put on, if you see what I mean. Mm. Now, the way we do it, and, and I do use a lot of soft pastel, people know that, and the, the harder stick pastel, polychromos, for instance, and, and Conti do a hard stick pastel too. Um, you want to really use the pastel pencil first. Make your statement, put it on, and then add those colours to it afterwards. And that would work because you've got a, you've got a good foundation for it. Uh, again, I, I use it as many, many examples on, on our website where, and in YouTube where I've actually used the stick pastels, but I never, I never put them together. Now, in the old days, when pastel pencils first started out, that's really what they were used for. They were like a complement to soft pastel. People wanted detail, especially, you know, in eyes or some kind mm. of small detail. Uh, they w- you would use the pastel pencil because they could sharpen it up easier than they could sharpen a, a stick pastel up. Uh, and they, People find that found that very good. Very, and, and when I first started out with the pastel pencils, it shocked a few people. Well, do you actually use those for proper drawing? Then hmm. I said, "Yeah, wow, I've only ever used them uh, as an addition to my pastel work, soft pastel work." So, I and I probably still people still do it today. See, I yeah, think. but. But the pastel pencils, in their own right, as you know, folks, with the hundreds of. Uh, pictures we now have produced uh they they do their own thing and they do their own thing brilliantly what about pan pastels because you've tried i mean we have have mentioned this on a podcast yeah, a long time ago i've tried them but same same things applies with that steve you know i thought when i first had them i thought oh if i could just lay that on as a experimental sky but then i found the pastel pencil rubbed, rubbed it all off again mm. you know when you put your new edit so you could use it Instead of the pastel pencil, I wouldn't, but people could, yeah, if they wanted to. But once you start putting the pastel pencil on, it scrapes it off. Mm. You can't, you can't get the two things to you to, to unite together. Yeah, uh, they're not very compatible. But you could use you could use past, pan pastel if you want on top of uh, the uh, uh, pastel pencil mm. if you want to. I wouldn't do it, but you could do it. And try mm. it and see how it works. I don't think there's need, the need to. Mm. You know, I, I keep coming back to this, Steve. You know, if I'd have only just started out with pastel pencils six months ago, 
and uh, people come up with these questions i'd say oh yeah you know that might be worth a try that might be worth a try but now i've been doing it over 30 years and i've produced every conceivable subject you can imagine and every one of them it works brilliantly i found techniques that work with the mechanical things and skies and animals and humans and it adapts so well Hmm. so why on earth do you think i'm going to start now at this late stage going off on a tangent using this that and the other Hmm. i don't mind other people experimenting i think it's a great thing that they should do it but there is no reason for me to to change what i do and that is use the pastel pencils and then use the stick pastel polychromos or the softer pastel if you want a a softer look Mm. and it works you can do any picture working with that so there's no need to for me to go anywhere else and if but you know as i said if people want to try it try it but pan pastels to me i it doesn't work Mm. for the kind of thing that i like to do Mm. we don't see many actually um pan pastel work we don't see i haven't seen a lot of it uh, on the various things that I keep an eye, my eyes on. Um, well, when, it's expensive yeah, well, as well, isn't it? It is. It is very expensive, Stephen. And I have seen people work, work with it. And I think it's kind of a bit, to me, it's very impressionistic. It's, it's got, it's, it doesn't have a lot of structure to it, you know? Mm. Like, nice. I mean, people, the professionals that, that I've seen do it, do a lovely job of it. But it's very, very, um, you have to be a, a pretty good artist to be able to create those effects. Mm. And and it's hit and miss. Mm. But you can rub them out. No, that's the, I suppose that's an advantage. Yeah. But, yeah, good. But that's, count, that's counterproductive, though. Any time, I think. And I say, well, you need to rub it out. It, it it sounds as though it's a mistake that's been made and one shouldn't approach work like that. I mean, I know sometimes like you see me do it on a video, you know, perhaps I've overrun a little bit, or gone over the line a bit and I just take a little bit off. But uh, that's the only sort of erasing that I ever do. Mm. I mean, it's there as an option, isn't it? Yeah, and, that's, it is. and that's the bonus of it. But um you don't, you know, and, and you wouldn't be able to continually erase anyway and go, oh, I got that wrong. Oh, I got that wrong again. Oh, I got that, wrong. you know, four times because right. you're not going to be able to do it. But, and that's why I think it's good because, you know, it saves people continually working and overworking and mm-hmm. trying and trying and trying. You know, it sort of means not that you have to get it right within three goes, but it's, it teaches mm. you quicker, you know. I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. But if, if you do make a, a colossal error, there is a way out. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you were working in watercolor or, or um, acrylic, well, with acrylic, you'd overpaint. But with watercolor, you'd, you'd be stuck, really, mm. with what you produce. Mm. Absolutely. Good. Okay. Well, um, we'll leave the questions there. Um, keep them coming in over the next couple of weeks and uh, we'll pick some out. Um, as we mentioned at the beginning, two new landscapes have gone up. So if you're a member, then they're in your membership. Uh, if you've got a landscapes membership or an all in plan, then they're there for you. 
And uh, if you don't have a membership, but you want the course, then um, just head over to our website, head to the shop page, and there's a link for you to be able to enroll in individual courses so you can grab those. And uh, check out that YouTube YouTube clip as well on leaves. I thought that was a nice uh, section to put up, as you mentioned, for the reasons earlier, Dad. Mm. And, um, yeah, we've there got... Is one, there is something else I'd like to add to that, Steve, a little postscript, mm-hmm. if I may, and I'm sure people will find it interesting. The lady in that, the very pretty lady who's mm-hmm. uh, addressing the young child, telling her we've got to go to the shops now, love, um... Well, she, uh, when I did originally, I did a picture uh, that you will be seeing at some time in the new year of that same lady again. Now, the reason you've got it, you're going to get it twice. It wasn't intended that you should have it twice, because if you remember, Steve, we the water mill. Do you remember the water mill? Yeah. Well, that's the same lady in the water mill. So oh. when, I did, when I did it originally for the... Um, this particular picture, I thought, well, uh, we were going to use the water mill for Craftsy, if you remember. Yeah. So I thought, well, no one's ever going to see it. So I can afford to do it again. Use there again. I, yeah. <laughs> so she, she's going to appear twice. You'll have to keep her appearing in different landscape, <laughs> landscapes. Well, I, no, <clears throat> I tell you what, uh, I, I don't mind doing this because if you know I love Quinton, A.R. Quinton, mm. and his work, and and uh, that's not one of his uh, this time. But uh, the other one is the other the watermill. I think was a Quinton. Mm. Um, but but he likes to very often. If you look at a lot of his work, you find the same person appearing half a dozen times oh. in, in different. He has a little stock uh, of characters. I mean, I can understand it because he, he, people are are probably not going to ever see all of his pictures at one time like we can on the internet and yeah. books and so on. It wasn't intended to that. So he, he thought no one ever would ever see that. Oh, I use that one again. Oh, I use that one again. Even some of his animals, he uses them again. <laughs> so I was, so I was quite, I, I was quite happy when I saw that. It didn't matter because you're putting characters in different situations. Following in the footsteps of Quinton. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But in both of these particular instances, the one with the lady who's, as I say, telling her little daughter that we've got to go to the shops, in the latest one, well, in the, the water mill, she's um, putting her hands resting on a, uh, the edge of a, a weir, uh, not a weir, it's the water mill with the water. Yeah. But she's it's on, very apt. but it's the same picture. It's the same um, character. She's on holiday at the watermill. Yeah, that's right. With the same basket. <laughs> with the same <laughs> same outfit <laughs> and the same. Yeah, she never changed her clothes either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it's fun. It is. It's, it's fun to do, and it, it's, in both cases, she's a she's she's well in character. Well, then get practicing, everyone, because you'll you'll be a master at drawing her when it comes to the watermill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely. No, that's a nice touch. Nice touch. I thought it was a nice little finish. It just gives people an idea of what I get up to. Yeah. Mm. So I have, I have my own little stock of little characters that I find and mm. uh, put in. And you'll see a lot of that this year, a lot of little characters appearing. Lovely. Excellent. Well, I, I hear some bells in the background. 
So I think I think she's I will woken give up. Harley a, a big hug from me when you. I will. Yeah. I will. And um, yeah, I'll go see to her needs now. She's going through it at the moment. Um, I don't think you can hear it. I can hear it, but it might not come out on the on the podcast. Anyway, um, we'll call it there then call it a day um so we'll be back in two weeks with another podcast back next week with a feedback show lots of submissions already for that so uh keep them coming and we'll um be broadcasting oh we won't broadcasting we don't do that anymore we'll record it and upload it next wednesday um for everyone to see and we've got some really good tips coming up for that got some really good questions and advice that we can give for people so excellent okay thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 